Good morning. How you guys doing today? You guys doing all right? Awesome. Hey, my name is Andrew. For those of you who do not know me, I am the lead pastor. I want to thank everybody for coming today. I want to thank everybody that's watching us online right now. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. We are in the middle of a series called The Road to Life. Uh, If you missed last week, I want to encourage you to watch it or listen to it on our podcast. Uh, We talked about the meaning of life. Yes, that's a deep question. We're in a a deep series uh, over the next couple weeks. We're going to end it next week with Easter. Um, uh, And today we're in part two. Uh, I just want to remind you, just like Matt said on the announcement, uh, Passion Week is coming up. Uh, Man, you're going to want to put it on your schedule Wednesday, Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. Just want to remind everybody, Saturday is going to be the same service as the two Sundays, okay? We're just making uh, room for more people to come, uh, spreading out out the services. Uh, The only thing I think is different on Saturday is the Easter Bunny's coming on Saturday. Is that right? Easter Bunny? Okay. And I don't think he's coming on Sunday. I don't don't know. He's just not a Sunday person, I guess. Um, And then there's there's an egg hunt on Sunday, not on Saturday. So, uh, but anyways, it's going to be an awesome, awesome week to celebrate Jesus. Just to be reminded what Jesus did for us. Friday night is going to be incredibly powerful. It's a somber night as we sing hymns. And we're going to be watching clips of the Passion of the Christ. A uh, very interactive service. We'll be taking communion together uh, as, as a family that night. And it's just going to be a very somber uh, service. As we really remember, we just really hone in. And we never want to forget the, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and the, the horrific beating that he took and, and uh, the torture that he went through for, for our sins. And so, uh, again, you're not going to want to miss this week. It's going to be a great time to press into God um, in, in, during this week, okay? All right. We are in a series. Uh, last week, uh, the meaning of life. This week, uh, the title of the message today is, What is the Purpose of Life? Okay, we got meaning, and now we need to get some purpose uh, today as we continue this series, The Road to Life. Come on, let's pray, and we'll get in God's Word today. Father, I thank you for this moment. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's in this room today, God. Lord, we just, we lift up the community of Boulder this morning, God, as just they have experienced something incredibly horrific, Lord. And so we just want to lift up every single family member that is attached or friend um, that is attached to someone that passed during this time, God. Holy Spirit, we just pray your comfort over them, God. We just uh, pray, Lord Jesus, that your peace would come, Father. They would find some peace in the middle of this horrific tragedy, Lord. God, I pray that you would bring our community together, Lord. Bring our community together in love and peace, God, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this moment. Lord, this is your moment. We're not guaranteed tomorrow's moment. And so, God, we give you this moment today. Open our hearts, open our minds right now. Holy Spirit, God, let us draw close to you. Father, I just pray that you'd help me today get out of the way, all of you and none of me, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Uh, Really quick, uh, I want to recap last Week And so I want to start off with John 10, 9 through 11. Jesus says this, yes, I'm the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good 
pastures. It's important to know that we serve a God who has good things in store for us. He's leading us to good things. But he says, listen, you got an, we have an adversary. We have an adversary who's trying to stop those good things from happening, right? He's the thief, and his purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus says, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And we just really honed in on those two words last week and, and just kind of broke them apart. And, and basically what we came to is that Jesus has a superior way for us to live. Jesus' way has, is far superior than any way in this life. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrificed his life for the sheep. Now, I've been using this, I used this last week, the game of life is my sermon illustration. We went through it. Man, many of us, we get sucked up in the game of life, going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and, and just basing our life on the next uh, mountaintop moment. And, and we can so easily get sucked up in the game of life, and we just, we got this tunnel vision, and we're just, we're just trying to consume and, and, and get more stuff. And we, we try to find meaning from the game of life. And Jesus says, I got a much better way for you to live that is not attached to material things. We talked about getting off the board of the game of life, getting off the board of the game of life. And so the big question today, the big question today is why do we desire purpose? Why do we desire purpose? Why are we desiring to have our life have purpose? Ecclesiastes 3.11 says this, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to to end. And so what is God telling us in this passage? He's telling us that he has placed a hole in our soul. That, that, that our soul actually is desiring, actually knows that the soul is going to last for eternity. We have a divinely implanted awareness that our soul lives forever. We have a divinely implanted awareness that our soul lives forever. God created us with a hole in our soul. And of course, I have an illustration. And yes, it's an electric toothbrush, okay? I like to use practical examples, okay? So whenever you use this thing, you're reminded, I got a hole in my soul. Come on, somebody. You're going to be brushing your teeth tonight. You're going to be thinking about the hole in your soul, okay? And so there is a hole in this electric toothbrush, okay? There's a hole that only, that only a double A battery, two double A batteries in this, this case can fill. You can't put anything else in this hole and have this thing work. You, 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 you can't put... Triple A, you can't put D batteries, you, 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 can't, you, you can't put anything else in this hole. You see, God has created us. When, when he knit us together in our mother's womb, he created a hole that only Jesus can fill. There, there, there's a, yeah, you can clap for Jesus. Come on. 
There, there's a hole that, that man, there's, there's purpose that only Jesus can fulfill. So he created us with this hole. And, and, and many of us, we, we get swept up by the things of this life and we're trying to fill this hole with other things, with different types of batteries, with different types of power source. But Jesus is the only power source that can power our purpose. If you, if you think about it, uh, Donna and I were talking in between services and uh, she reminded me that our, our kids have electric toothbrushes and when the battery stops working, they want to throw the toothbrush out. They're like, it's, it doesn't work anymore. Let's just throw it out. I need to get a new one. And, and this is, man, this is the way we live our life sometimes. We, we live our life jumping from thing to thing. We, man, it's broken. And we think something is broken, and so we just do it. We just throw it away. We, we, we reach hard times in a relationship or something, and we're just like, all right, I just need to end this relationship because it's getting hard. We just... We, we just burn through things in our life. We just throw it away and we just get another one. We throw it away and we just get another one. And then the reason why we have this mentality is because we're trying to fulfill the, the hole in our soul with something other than the purpose that Jesus gives us. We're, we're, we're trying to fill, fill it with a career, uh, investments. We're, we're, we're trying to be uh, fulfilled with success or uh, awards. We're, we're just trying to fill this, this hole in our soul with everything that we can possibly think of. But don't take my word for it. How about Tom Brady? Go, go ahead and roll the video. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and and still think there's something greater out there for me. I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life is, me, I thank God. It's gotta be more than this. I mean, this isn't, this can't be what it's all cracked up to be. I mean, I've done it, I'm 27, and what else is there for me? What's the answer? I wish I knew, I wish I knew. I mean, it's, I think that's part of me trying to go out and experience other things. But there's a, I know, I love playing football and I love being the quarterback for this team. And, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of other parts about me that I'm trying to find. And different ways of expression, being around. I know what ultimately makes me happy are family and friends. And positive relationships with, with great people. And I think I get more out of that than anything. Here's a guy who most people would say has won the game of life. Like he's nailing it. Like, like he's killing the game of life. Here he is. He, he, he's, he's 27 years old in that video. He's got three Super Bowl wings. He's at the pinnacle of his profession, right? And he's saying, man, what? Is go, like, is there anything else more out there? It's because he has a hole in his soul. And he's trying to fulfill it with, with his career and with money. And, and, and he's just like, man, is this it? I, I read an article, I think last year, he spends something like $2 million a year on his body to stay healthy and to stay in shape. And, and, and I mean, he's got trainers, he's got chefs, he's got all these people. And, and, and what 
Tom Brady is trying to do. He's trying to play football forever. He's, he's try, literally trying to play football forever, okay? And, and the reason why is because what he just said, he's got a hole in his soul, and he's afraid what's going to happen to his soul when he stops playing football. Because this is who he is. This is his identity. He's a quarterback, and it's, his whole life is wrapped up in this one thing. Because what we read from Ecclesiastes is that our soul is crying out to us saying that there is more to life. And there is a hole, and that hole, and he's afraid that that hole is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger once he stops playing football. Because what he's done with his life is he's distracted, he successfully distracted himself from the hole in his soul. And many of us do the same thing, right? We, we distract ourselves with the game of life with relationships and career and investments and with internet and Netflix and movies and just, just every, the busyness of life, what ends up happening is we distract ourselves so much by the game of life that we can't hear our very soul crying out to us. And the truth is, is because we don't like silence. We don't like silence. We, we do a really good job of keeping the noise of life in our minds and in our hearts. I mean, I'll prove it to you. Some of you don't like it when I pause while I'm preaching for like three seconds. Some of you get nervous. You're going to talk? It's been four seconds. And it's because when silence comes, that's the moment where our soul can begin to speak to us and say, man, you need to fill this hole with the purpose that only Jesus gives. And so, man, from the morning time or, or, or the news and, and just the busyness all the way until we go to sleep. Some of you sleep with the TV on. Your just, life is just filled with noise and noise and noise. And you're distracting yourself from the Holy Spirit, this hole that is in your soul that's crying out to you, saying, man, only Jesus can fulfill that purpose that's in you. You're not going to get it from the next relationship. You're not going to get it from the next job. You're not going to get it from the next investment. You're not going to get it from the next award that you receive. You only get it from Jesus. This is the purpose of life. It's Jesus and the purpose that he gives us. This distraction becomes the enemy of our soul. And it's distraction that drowns out the voice of purpose. We get, we're so good at distracting ourselves from the voice of our soul, the voice of the Holy Spirit that's trying to cry out and lead us down this road of life. And on this road that Jesus gives, it always leads to meaning. It always leads to purpose. I want to encourage you this week, spend some time in silence. Some of you just got nervous. You're like, oh, going to challenge me to be silent? It's in those, it's in those times where we're, we're silent and we're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak our soul to cry out. And it's in those moments where we'll discover our purpose and the meaning of life. If there's anyone who could, have brought, who could have 
bragged about their earthly accomplishments, it was the Apostle Paul. And he's writing this letter to the the Philippian church, and he's writing this letter from prison, okay, just to give you some context. He's writing it from prison, and the, the church in Philippi is struggling with works and, and grace. They're, they're just struggling uh, with that. And, and the apostle Paul is, is showing them and teaching them that, listen, this road to Jesus, this road to purpose is the one that you need to be focusing on. Let's read it here in Philippians 3, 5 through 7. He says this, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. Well, why does he tell us this? Okay, it's kind of personal, right? It's, why, why is he telling us this? He's telling us this. This was a big deal to the Jews. Okay, this was part of the Jewish law. And what he's telling us is that he's nailed everything in, according to Jewish law. He's nailed it all. Okay, he's done it all. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel. Like, he even has the right genetics. Okay, he was born in the right family, too, of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, you want to talk about righteousness? You want to talk about someone who, who, who could have bragged about being in right standing with God? I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were val- valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Let's continue. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So here's someone who said, man, I had it all. I had wealth. I had power. I had position. I had prestige. Like, man, I was educated. Like, when I walked down the street, people were like, man, that is Saul right there. Man, look, look at that. that. That's Saul. You want to go talk to him? Like, man, he had power and prestige to the point where, man, he had the authority to imprison uh, Christians and even killed them. That's how much power he had. So if you want to talk about someone who had it all, I had it all. Everything that someone could desire, I had it. And he's saying, compared to knowing Christ, Look at this. He says, the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, is literally the most important thing. Having this intimate relationship with Jesus, there's nothing that compares with it. He says this, for his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbaggio. Spanish for garbage. No, it's not. Counted it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. You see, it's not the stuff that we do, right? It's, it's man, it's knowing Jesus Christ. I mean, that's how we become in right standing with God, accepting the grace that he gives us, that he died on the cross for. He says this, for God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith, us having faith in Jesus. Have you ever taken out a stinky garbage? Come on. I'm not just talking about semi-stinky. I'm talking about like 
PTSD stinky. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, those of you new parents, come on, diaper garbage, come on, somebody. Diaper garbage is the worst garbage. Woo! Glory. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just like that garbage that just, oh, just kind of stays with you. And I was thinking about this week, I was thinking about that this week, weird thing to think about, but I was thinking about this week as I was reading this scripture, um, we grew up on a farm, and uh, my grandfather, um, he, okay, we had, we do, we're on a farm, okay, you do weird things on a farm, all right? I don't want to say that. We had this bucket, okay, that sat underneath our sink, and in this bucket, we put all of our organic waste, okay, so like banana peels and potato skins and, you know, apple cores and, and because my grandfather wanted to use it for fertilizer and so we had to save it, okay? And so we put it all in this bucket and it sat underneath the sink and it was uh, many times my job, okay? It was many times my job to take this bucket that flies were starting to get into. I mean, I mean we're talking just disgusting, okay? I mean, as I was thinking about it this week, I started to dry heave, okay? Like, is that rank, okay? I mean, we're talking disgusting garbage, right? And I'm, I have to walk the pail out to the manure spreader, okay? And you dump it in the manure spreader, and, and, and then you, you put some soap in the bottom, and you, you clean it out because it's rank, okay? Think about just that rank garbage, okay? The Apostle Paul is saying this game of life that we're trying to play, this, this road, right, of this game of life, trying to get more stuff and, you know, pile things up. And he said, it all smells like garbage. It's all garbage compared to the purpose, the road that Jesus gives us. It is all garbage. The Apostle Paul, if you could have a conversation with Tom Brady, he would say, Tom, your Super Bowl rings are all garbage. All that money in the bank account is all garbage. All the endorsements, it's all garbage. If you don't have an intimate relationship with Jesus that gives us purpose. Because that hole that God designed on purpose in our soul can only be filled with Jesus. And Jesus is the power that, that propels that purpose forward. Come on, get, get out of the game of life. Start following the road of purpose that Jesus gives. Now it's Palm Sunday, and we'll bring tradition in, all right? Some of you are like, Pastor, it's Palm Sunday. We need to talk about Palm Sunday. Okay, I got you. Jesus is on this road to Jerusalem, okay? Context, he has just raised Lazarus from the dead. And I'm not talking about dead. I'm talking about dead, dead, like four days dead, okay? I'm not talking about a couple hours. He's been dead for four days. And word has spread that he's alive. And it was Jesus who brought him back to life. And so they hear about Jesus is coming to Jerusalem, right? And Lazarus is going to be with them. And so they're like, we got to see this. We got to see this. We got to see this, okay? And these group of people that we're going to see in a moment, 
that wanted to follow Jesus, they were so close to being right. But they had the wrong perspective. And, and for some of us today, we, we can be close to being right. We can be close to stepping into the purpose and the plan that God has for us. But if we don't have the right perspective of what God is doing in our lives, we'll miss it completely. And most of these people miss the purpose of life that Jesus is coming to bring. Come on, let's read it in John 12, 12 through 14. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting. So this act of putting palm branches down on the road, it was, it was a, a salute to royalty, that, that royalty was coming. And so these people actually think that Jesus is going to become their king. They took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. That word Hosanna means save us now. So they're shouting, save us now, Jesus. And so they're close, right? They're, they're close, but their perspective is, is off. Yeah, Jesus was going to save everyone, but just not how they thought he was going to save them or how they thought Jesus should have saved them. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. So look at this. They think he comes from, from God, okay? They're saying, Jesus, save us now. We think you come from God. You're the king of Israel. All good things, right? All good things. But here's their perspective. They're thinking that Jesus is going to be their earthly king of Israel and that he's going to be the military leader that they all hope and desire to overthrow the evil empire of Rome. And that they think that Jesus is their cheat code to overthrowing Rome. Okay? Now, I, I was told in between services that some of the older people didn't understand what cheat code was. Okay? So in a video game, you can have a cheat code that gives you like unlimited lives and it's just unfair. Okay? And you can just keep playing until you win, okay? Jesus was this cheat code. They, they, they're like, Jesus, oh, he's the cheat code. Why is he the cheat code? Because he can raise people from the dead. I mean, think about that. If you're in war, okay, and one of your soldiers dies, you grab that person, drag him to Jesus, he raises them back to life, and you put them back into the fight. And in, and in war, a lot of times, uh, they try to cut supplies off, right, where you don't have supplies. They're like, all we need is a few loaves of bread and some fish. He'll feed us all. Like, we got the Chico. Like, this is it. He's going to be the king. We're going to overthrow Rome. Come on, save us now, Jesus. And here's the, here's the wrong thing about the perspective, is that the perspective was too small. You see, they're thinking... Jesus will save us right now for this moment, this time. He'll be our earthly king, and we'll overthrow Rome. And Jesus is like, I don't want to be an earthly king. I, just, I don't want to conquer. I don't want to conquer Rome. No, I want to be king of the world. I, I want to conquer sin and 
death. Like, like, get, like Jesus is like, no, no, no. My aspirations are way higher than just being king for a few years and, and just conquering some people. No, 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 no. I want to save the whole world from sin and death. I'm coming to bring eternity for all of my followers that find this road to purpose. Many times, God isn't moving or speaking in our lives. Many times we just have the wrong perspective. And many times our perspective is too small. It's like, I got, I got big things. I'm trying to lead you to good pastures. And, and when we think about this in the grand scheme of our lives, you know, we get so worried about Things that are so temporary, like, like we're worried about paying our rent or, or our credit card bill or, or whether or not, man, God can find me a spouse tonight. Like, like seriously, like, like he conquered death and sin and you're worried if he can fix your problems? You need to regain a different perspective, man. He came to give us life, purpose of life. And the first step is to allow him to fill that hole that is in our soul. Come on. Get off the road in this game of life. It leads us unsatisfied, unfulfilled. Yes, there'll be moments of happiness and, and enjoyment. But at the end of the day, it's just going to leave us empty. Because only Jesus can fit in that hole in our soul. Only the purpose that Jesus gives can power the purpose that God created us with. Come on, let's get out of the game of life today. Come on, let's step in to the purpose that Jesus has in store for us. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus and I need to today. Or maybe if you're really honest with yourself, you've been consumed by the game of life. You've just been consumed by it. And today you want to make a recommitment to the road of purpose that Jesus gives. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This is your personal declaration of faith with God. If that's you today, just slip up a hand. I'm not going to ask you to do anything embarrassing. Just slip up your hand. I just want to pray with you today. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Just slip it up, then you can put it down. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And I would just ask this morning that we would all repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning, that you would forgive us of all of our sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.